This is Dennis Ramundi with my co-host, Phil Goldberg, author of The Life and Times of Yogananda, and uh, our guest today, uh, from India, through the miracle of modern technology, Kamlesh D. Patel, known to many as Daji, teaches heartfulness meditation from his personal experience as a devoted student of spirituality. He has gone from his work as a pharmacist to a uh, spiritual seeker and teacher, and we are very excited uh, to speak with him today. So, Daji, thank you so very much for taking the time to come on. And I want to mention your latest book, The Heartfulness Way. Uh, that's The Heartfulness Way. And we'll have all the information about that posted up on our podcast. Good. So, Welcome, Daji, from India. Um, and I want to just uh, say something about uh, Dennis's in his introduction. I got the title of your my, book wrong. Go ahead. Yeah. No, you, you got the title right for India. That's the title in India. Uh-huh. <laughs> the title everywhere else is The Life of Yogananda. But let's move on. Daji, um, you came to our, our attention uh, through uh, mutual friends, Varun Soni and others. And um, you have an interesting life. Why don't you uh, fill in our listeners before we get into uh, your new book and the heartfulness meditation. Tell us uh, how you came to become a teacher of meditation. You, you uh, were born in India, you lived in America, you were a pharmacist by trade. Give us a little bit about that history. Well, I was born in India, as you said, I was educated here and then I studied and got my license to practice in two states, in New York State as well as in California. And uh, started pharmacy career in Brooklyn. And uh, over a period of time, over 30 years, I must have started almost 20 drugstores. Yes. And uh, my way, spiritual path began sometime, I mean, a long time back. We don't know when we began, but officially, to my senses, when I started under the guidance of a person known as Babuji in 1976, that was my beginning of spiritual journey, um, which I continued after coming to U.S. also, and that was in 1981. And I would give equal importance to both, you know, to my spiritual practice as well as to the business world. And everything was intermingled, and, uh, and that's how it should be. Nature has created us with a purpose and not to run away from things. Uh, so I took both things as a challenge, business as well as a spiritual world, and tried to do my best in both the fields. So this is who I am, and always a spiritual seeker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yeah, I On the way, those who like to travel with us, experience what we do, uh, it, I'm fully committed to it. Uh, um, and this heartfulness we practice that is offered to every spiritual seeker, rather. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> you are willing to meditate, this is the way. Right. And here, the most magnificent thing that happens with this way is a pranahuti or transmission. Um, which is a unique feature of this. I mean, 
I have heard about Phil from a friend also of our own, as well as another gentleman called James Joseph, who works for HTC in Detroit. It's a very large international technology company. I don't know how he came and he forwarded me some of your videos. So now it now it rings the bell while I'm listening to you, Phil. And, uh, <laughs> Good. Yeah, association uh, directly, indirectly with Yogananda. It makes me very happy that you are exposed to meditation. Right. Da Daji, uh, I wanted to in interrupt. I wanted did want to ask you a question, and that is, I'm, I'm curious. You 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 were obviously a good student and a good businessman. You you studied to be a pharmacist. That's science, and you went into business, and you were very successful. Did it surprise you? Did it surprise your family when you went on such a uh, a direct spiritual path? And there was was there one event or one uh, uh, a meeting with a teacher or something that triggered that in you, where you decided, you know what, uh, I really want to go uh, full force for my enlightenment, for uh, my spirituality. I'm unable to hear you. Oh, wait, I, I, think. I will say it's okay. again. Can you hear me now? Okay. Yes, very right. well. So, so uh, what was, were you surprised, was your family surprised when you decided to go from your business into spiritual teaching? And was there some event that triggered that in your life? Not really. My family is not surprised because business is going on as well. Mm-hmm. And while I was doing business, I was also training, though right now I'm training individuals on a different from a different level. But uh, as a student, as well as a trainer in this system, I was, you know, like if you are a patient and you come to me for medication and we would chit chat and we would encourage everyone rather, you know, I would have a sign outside my pharmacy, learn to meditate. Mm -hmm. And those people who are very curious, I would teach them how to meditate, even when I was not in this current position. See, so often I would close the pharmacy and those who would like to meditate would just sit around in the pharmacy area and we would just sit and meditate together. I would teach them. And uh, that was the way, I think. So no one was surprised when this bigger responsibility came in. Um, because we don't dissociate from uh, usual family life. Family life always goes together. Uh, when I grew up in Brooklyn, we didn't have pharmacies that said with meditation signs on the outside. <laughs> 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 but, but um, uh, Daji, most of our listeners uh, are familiar with meditation and will have, in many cases, been meditating in one uh, form or another for a long time. Uh, so they'll be curious to know what is different about the uh, lineage that you represent um, and the method that you call heartfulness. Can you t explain a little more? Surely. <clears throat> the, you know, what signifies this method is pranahuti. It's a Sanskrit word and a loosely translated uh, as yogic transmission, which flows from one heart to another heart with intention, with sankalpa, with determination, with supposition. <clears throat> like when you close your eyes and meditate, uh, you may be meditating without yogic transmission. But when I transmit to you this yogic 
transmission. You are able to feel the, the difference in your meditation instantly. Within half hour, you know the difference that yes, meditation with and meditation without transmission can make a big difference. And this transmission was reinvented. It's not that he invented the first guide of the system who was born in 1873 in northern part of India. Because this technique was known uh, almost 10,000 years back. But somehow in his superconscious state, he came to become cognizant of it. And uh, he said, oh, this is very simple and I can do this. And so he started teaching his people in his neighborhood and then slowly the news spread that yes, this man has very striking uh, yogic powers and instantly he is able to put people into samadhi state because of this pranamuti. So he became very famous slowly in his district and then another person who came after him was also known as Ramchandra, both carried the same name. Um, and then he spread it worldwide across the world, I would say, in all continents. And uh, <clears throat> after him came another gentleman who was a successor. And the tradition continues, right? And nothing much has changed from the beginning. Uh, meditation which is offered with transmission continues the same way. Uh, of course, um, ways change now in the sense how it is offered. Earlier it used to be one-to-one -one session, like if you had to be initiated. Now, we don't have time to initiate one person at a time because if I go to college and there are thousands of people waiting to be introduced to meditation, I don't have time to spend one person at a time and spend half hour with each, you know. <laughs> so we, we, we do it all at the same time. At the same time now, the world has become so, you know, smaller. Like if someone is interested in New York and there is no trainer who would transmit to them. And they say, oh, let me use this uh, little app or let me connect it or I, <clears throat> via email or via internet, I can make a connection with the heartfulness trainer and uh, take a remote uh, initiation and which can be felt also. Okay, and, so, and in the course of a month, uh, do you, how many people do you generally teach? I, myself, yeah. or the, all the trainers that we have. Well, both. How many do you do and, and how many are done <clears throat> worldwide? Yeah. Well, now we have over a million uh, seekers throughout. And uh, personally, myself, I train about, uh, every week I train about roughly 5,000 people. About how many? Uh, Five thousand. Wow. Yeah, and yeah. you do, and you do this uh, not necessarily uh, in person with a group, but you have uh, high tech methods of transmission now. <clears throat> well, most of them, you know, we have this app called Let's Meditate app. So a lot of people they say I would like to receive transmission or this yogic transmission. down here and, and, and work with them. Most of the time here in my case, a uh, lot of people, they come here to this ashram and um, they wait, they wait. Hmm. And, uh, not much of lecturing is done. 
it is mainly the spiritual experience that we all enjoy together. I transmit and uh, they all sit with the closed eyes and we meditate together and see the difference, feel the difference and become something in the process. And you're, you're, uh, you have an ashram in Hyderabad? Yes, sir. And what, may, may, maybe you should mention the name for people who are listening in India. Well, uh, it's called Kanha Santivanam. And um, actually, we have so many over a thousand heartfulness centers or heart spots, we call them. If mm. you look into heartfulness.com, and you request that, oh, I'm in New York, is there a nearby heart spot center where there mm -hmm. is availability of a trainer or where I can go and meditate? So I think we have over 2,000 uh, such heart spots worldwide. Very good. Oh, let me ask you another question, uh, Dennis, if I yeah, may. Go ahead. Um, the, the, the term heartfulness meditation and your book, The Heartfulness Way, yes, um, was was that choice of name a deliberate sort of counter to mindfulness, the, the popularity of the word mindfulness, uh, or does it actually predate all of that? Well, it predates uh, long, long back, actually. Mindfulness, um, if I'm not mistaken, it's started uh, becoming known to the world sometime in 19... 95 or 96, around that time, it became very popular. Mm -hmm. This has been going on, if, as I said, it's from 1873 after his birth, and 1945 was the year when this system was officially organized, legally formed as a society in India. And it, it was called Heartfulness then? It was, it was established as an organization called Sri Ramchandra Mission. Uh -huh. I always used the heart as a way of meditation, like when you sit and meditate, you use heart. When people say, let us talk thing that we do. Um, but officially, the name was coined sometime in 2003. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, we made a chosen decision that let us move on with this word, because it's a very nice word too. It expresses yeah. everything about the system, that everything that you do, you do it with your heart. So heartfulness way, it's just the right way. And there is no idea that we should compete with mindfulness. There is no, in fact, integration is better. And expression is not good, special, that is ego driven. Right. I'm, I'm actually looking at your website now. You have a great website. And I'm looking up the heart spots. You. you really are well, worldwide. I, I have one uh, question about the meditation. When you instruct sure. somebody, how much how much do you t time do you tell them to spend a day in meditation? And if somebody wants to really go deep, or they come to your ashram, can they spend you know many more hours a day in meditation? So what's the balance of meditation and activity that you recommend? <laughs> Well, to begin with, we re recommend that let's meditate for about 20 minutes or half an hour in the morning. And then let this effect of meditation, which becomes meditative state, continue throughout the day during all your daily activities. Mm -hmm. so, and so is, there a, is there instructions for how to do that second part? 
happens very naturally. Mm-hmm. It happens uh, when you when you like something, and when an experience is so profound, you, I think you remain glued on to it. With and even if you want to shake it off, you, it's not easy for you to shake it off mm-hmm. because it's such a profound stillness you feel within that you like to remain connected with it. So I think method is unnecessary. Mm. Uh, just sit for an, a half hour in the morning or 20 minutes and savor that meditati- meditation experience and allow that stillness or calmness that was a result of meditation continue. That's all, I think. And uh, if per chance, you want to repeat it again and maybe make it more intense. I'm working in a pharmacy, for example, and suddenly there is something that upsets me. And for a moment, I'm away from my, you know, this meditative state. What do I do then? See, I go to bathroom, I just stand quietly in one corner and then just reconnect myself to the previous meditative state. And then I, back again, it's like, you know, when you're driving and you make a mistake in a wrong exit, Take a U-turn or, you know, drive a long distance and come back to the main highway. So, consciousness is like that. Consciousness is not like traveling big distance. Instantly, you can be in a super conscious or you can be in your normal state with which you can interact with. Very good. Uh, Yeah, please continue. And uh, the whole idea uh, is is to play with this consciousness, actually. How wonderfully we can um, play with this consciousness in such a way that we don't gather the impressions. Let me explain to you this little bit about impressions or samskaras or the uh, impact of our thoughts, attitude and actions. Let's say you are, you are seated in a flight and uh, you are on row number 13 or 14 and you are seeing passengers coming one by one, uh, air hostess serving people. And your mind, though uh, quiet and seated and, you know, you're doing nothing at that moment, is you continue to analyze people. Oh, this person looks all right. Second person enters. Oh, this person looks angry and disturbed. Or this air hostess, I think she serves well. And you have some reaction to all these things. Oh, this lady is carrying so much of bags. Doesn't she understand how to travel lighter? You know, these likes and dislikes, we go on filtering in our, in our heart. And we react to it. In business world also, with the decisions that we make or the things that affect us, everything percolates to likes and dislikes. I wish I had this. I wish I don't have this. We had, um, if you would repeat the last sentence, Daji, because we had a blank in the uh, sound. Yes, that all these likes and dislikes, they affect our heart. And this effect on the heart because of likes and dislikes, uh, change our consciousness. It's like when you are so happy, uh, your consciousness simply expands. When you're angry and upset, your consciousness somehow 
gravitates into a, a small compact thing and you feel you dislike it and you it, it can happen that you may even get migraine or you might even get a headache and you don't feel like talking to anyone at that moment. Our consciousness goes on playing and it gets affected. That's why Phil might, I, I don't know, but Dennis, if you are exposed to meditation and things like that, mm-hmm. um, you know, there is a term called con- conditioning yourself like a lotus in water, which is not affected by the dirty pond. It mm-hmm. remains it remains unaffected. So the art of meditation, besides protecting your consciousness, spiritual purpose is only this, to make it expand. Not just maintain and remaining unaffected by things around us, but allow it to expand. See, we work with uh, what little consciousness or awareness with which we work, um, which is like a thin layer of consciousness, above which there is a superconscious ocean, and below which there is a subconscious ocean. So the available consciousness we usually play with is very thin layer of water film. And spiritual intention is only this, to allow this thin layer of consciousness to soar higher into superconscious sky and allow it to percolate into a subconscious ocean. Once you get the knack of this, I think you have mastered your life. Mm-hmm. Very good. Um, <clears throat> Daji, I'd like to come back to this uh, notion of yogic transmission. Now, um, we know traditionally <clears throat> in uh, diksha and forms of initiation, there's a, often entail a transmission. And we know the concept of, of darshan, when one is with uh, a high uh, highly evolved spiritual being, something is transmitted. Um, When a person learns your heartfulness meditation practice, Mm. um, what is the nature of that transmission? And when a person subsequently uh, practices on his or her own, um, how does the transmission occur at that time or does it? Oh, it does. It does all the time. Um, once when a person is initiated into this uh, heartfulness way, um, which happens through transmission, there is a heart-to-heart connection made with the source. And the seeker goes on absorbing from the source all the time. Like when you feel like meditating and you close your eyes and you connect with the source through a prayer, and automatically, the transmission will start descending into your heart. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. So when you you're yeah, not ahead, speaking about yeah, yeah um, in that instance, then you're not referring to a transmission from directly from teacher to student, but a larger sense of transmission uh, from a spiritual source or. It is. Language. It is always from the spiritual source, even when we are. With the with the guide or the guru, right? Guru the one who triggers it, we, the source is within our heart itself. Right, right. Uh, I, Daji, I wanted to ask you. Uh, <clears throat> in addition to teaching meditation, 
do you or members of your organization, I assume, have programs where you train people to become teachers? And if so, what does that entail? Well, uh, it's very simple, actually. Um, you cannot help but start transmitting at some level of consciousness when you when a person is evolved to a certain level or let us say a person who is interested in transmitting then i'd like to also learn this art of transmitting transmission he can come to one of our ashrams submit him so i like to train others also and make sure they all my family members benefit or my community benefits from what uh, services i can provide later on in life Mm -hmm. So, minimum requirement is this willingness to serve. Second thing, the it becomes my responsibility as Kamlesh to train them all the intricacies of the you know involved in transmission, uh, because you cannot transmit unless and until you are able to do the cleaning. Cleaning here does not mean that the other person is dirty. Mm -hmm. It only means that we need to remove unwanted things from the heart of the other individual and then transmit. Third thing is to make this person also able so that he is able to connect uh, the seeker to his own source. And uh, fourth thing is to also make sure that this trainer has moved to a certain level of uh, consciousness, meaning he should be at least uh mood beyond the agya chakra meaning he should be in brahman mandala or he should be in the region uh, you understand this i i hope this mm -hmm. is yes yes more. very good. <clears throat> good so we go beyond the agya chakra in order to train someone and say okay you have gone beyond Muladhara, you have gone beyond Swadhisthana, you have gone beyond the heart chakra and the atma chakra and the fire point and the water point and the ether point and you go beyond this Akya chakra and tap into the source of energy where your sankalpa or your, your suggestive ability becomes quite subtler and very refined. Very good. So, um... Daji, you uh, became the, uh, I, I don't know what the proper term is, but the leader of a particular lineage. Um, are you still involved in business or is your whole, uh, all your attention on the heartfulness way? Well, <clears throat> fortunately, even during my active days in business world in New York, uh, I had a very peculiar uh, way of doing business actually um, all the help that i had i had trained them to run pharmacy as if it was their own and sooner or later they became the business part we uh, just lost right yeah, i mean it we was, lost it was Dodgy, we lost yeah if you we could just uh, back up about 30 seconds uh, and when answer you said question, you had, yeah, uh, yeah we, we, we had a sound glitch. Uh, maybe you could just say you, you would train people a certain way uh, to run the businesses. Yeah, and uh, they became the actual business people, even the employees. And uh, 
they were able to run the business as if it was their own business. Mm-hmm. And right now, the same way it's going on, where they don't require my presence, actually. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, yeah. The trick was to let them feel that they own it. And they literally own it as business partners. Mm-hmm. Very good. I was going to say, uh, uh, I wanted to thank you for taking the time. We're uh, going to wrap it up now. But if there's any other uh, final questions you have, Phil, or any final points, Daji, that you would like to make to our listeners? Well, I would like to, I mean, all those spiritual seekers, please try this transmission at least once mm-hmm. and see for yourself, experience it and see how it can make a difference in your state of consciousness. Nothing much is needed. Just log into one of our trainers or heartfulness or heart spot and receive this transmission and compare it with your meditation experience. Continue with your own guru. There is no need to change a guru or a system. It benefits us. And we should mention again your book, The Heartfulness Way, subtitle Heart-Based Meditations for Spiritual Transformation. We've been calling you Daji. Your name on the (laughs) book is is Kamlesh D. Patel. And yes. uh, with the co-author Joshua Pollock, um, so they can find that book, and they can find uh, Heartfulness Meditation uh, website and apps and all kinds of things. And we'll have that information uh, on on the website when we post this interview. Thanks for ha- being with us. I hope our paths cross in India or the U.S. Definitely, I look forward and I look for actively to meet you one day. <laughs> I hope thank, I do thank hope you we so can much. do that. Thank you. All right. and I'm great. I'm very grateful. Thank right. you. Thank you. Bye bye.